Unbreakable Dad podcast episode three. My first marathon. Let's go. What's happening team? Welcome to episode 3 of the Unbreakable Dad podcast. As always, I hope we're doing well and at the time of recording this, it's been just under a week since I took part in my first ever marathon and I just wanted to say for those of you that follow me on social media and obviously seeing all the updates coming through uh, for those of you that uh, commented or dropped me a message uh, congratulating me on the achievement and just showing support I really really appreciate it I was uh, again pretty overwhelmed once I had completed it and then uh, posted on my social media to see the response um, to see also how many people were actually have been following my journey over the last six months or so on the lead up to uh, what was a, um, a huge challenge for me I uh, I've openly said that I never ever thought I would be uh, someone that would run a marathon. Um, so the fact that I've gone out and done that is, um, yeah, it's still pretty surreal to be honest. So it's been quite, taken some time to actually process, uh, but then to see so many people impacted by that and um, get some inspiration from it was uh, was amazing feeling for me as well and uh, for me it's, it's like i've said um on previous episodes now um that wasn't about um doing it in a certain time collecting a medal or anything, medal or anything like that it was simply like the marathon particularly was just to do something i never thought i'd be able to do and the fact that i managed to complete it it was um yeah a, a, an amazing feeling and i thought what i would do for this episode is basically to share kind of my three biggest lessons from my first experience uh, running a marathon. Now, you don't have to be a runner or be planning to do uh, to, to, to be a runner or run half marathons or marathons to uh, listen to this podcast and get something from it because I believe these three lessons can be applied to any part of your life depending on what it is that you are working towards or doing right now. They are life lessons, um, which I think that um, really kind of struck me while I was um, you know, taking on this challenge and also since I've been reflecting, I'd say more so, uh, reflecting on the challenge of running a marathon uh, and kind of what I took from that because I do that an awful lot with any achievement that I um, that, that I managed to achieve uh, whether that is personally whether that is professionally I always uh, like to take some time to reflect and um, and just basically process what has gone on to then be able to learn from it because that's what's the most important thing whether it's a failure or whether it's an achievement these are all parts of the journey uh, and there's always elements that you can take and um, you know, apply moving forward. So I'm going to run through uh, these three. I'm sure there's, there's, there's plenty more, but I feel like these are, um, are really powerful. Uh, to be honest, to be able to share. Uh, and uh, like I said, doesn't matter whether you're a runner or not, um, you can really um, apply these and um, you know use these to kind of reframe your thinking uh, behind the journey that you are on right now. So let's dive into lesson number one, which is 
environment dictates performance. Now, this is something that I knew already and kind of live by because I know the importance of it. But it was so so true when it comes you know, when it came to my uh, my marathon experience because uh, my expectation of the event actually didn't live up to it uh, when I was there because um, I just I basically applied for the um, the, the, uh, the MK um, marathon, uh, which is about an hour away from where I live. Uh, obviously, it's the same weekend that L- the London marathon was on. I think there was a few other marathons and events going on uh, all over the country. Um, and I know that because there was uh, a good few of the other lads inside the Unbreakable Dad program that were doing stuff on the same day. So it was just an incredible weekend. We called it Super Sunday uh, with so many other lads. It wasn't just about me um, taking part in their events. We had one lad do the, the London marathon. Uh, we had uh, a lad up in Scotland do a marathon. And then we had uh, the Glasgow half marathon. Two lads do that. Uh, we had yeah, people all over the place. We had Matt do his first ever 5K at the same event as me as well uh, the day before. So um, yeah, it was great. But um, yeah, I literally just, I said to myself after uh, I completed my half marathon in July, I think it was, um, I was like, right, next step, I'm, I've got to I've got to go for it. You know, I've done half marathons before I'd done my sub two half marathon, which was my goal uh, on the lead up to July. Um, I was like, I've got to, I've got to make that step now. I've got to go for this um, with the kind of the way that I'm feeling. And that's what I mentioned in my first episode where it was like my journey um, I've been on over the last six months or so um so yeah it wasn't uh, any particular reason other than that it was an hour away it was close to me and i uh, i picked it for that reason but it was a very very quiet event i uh, i didn't know it was going to be that quiet obviously loads of people are, are, are going to be doing london on the same uh, weekend um but there was actually less than 60 people taking part in the marathon so um as you can imagine quite event and it wasn't like kind of kind of official well it was an official event but there was like no closed rows or anything like that so um they had navigated the route through like um like pathways and alleyways between the house and estates in mk to be honest really really nice route um but just wasn't what I expected. That's the best way that I can put this. Um, and because it was so quiet, because the numbers were so low, um, later on in the marathon, when I got to the 15 mile mark, I really, really started to struggle because I was basically on my own. Like I was following these yellow arrows around um, MK, uh, which is well signposted. The route was uh, was nice. It was two laps of a half marathon route. I did the half marathon absolutely fine. Come in, saw the wife. She gave me some more supplies, some more carb gels, went off and I was absolutely fine. But I hit 15 miles and uh, I really, really started to struggle mentally um, to deal with just being on my own because obviously I'd done a lot of my training on my own. Um, shout out to my, uh, I know he's going to be listening to this and he'll probably kick me for <laughs> what I've said. I've done a lot of my training on my own because uh, a lot of it has also been done with um, Mr. Mouse or Dan Mulhall, as we officially call him, but um, his name is actually Mouse. <laughs> um, we've, uh, we've, we're going to get him on the podcast so we can explain that as well because he's actually my success coach um, inside the Unbreakable Dad program. I did a lot of training with him um and i've got a lot to thank for him because um he's done um not just marathon he's done a marathon before but he's also done like a ultra marathon 40 mile and he's uh, i know he's going to be going for that again um this coming uh, this coming year um so i did a lot of training with him but 
that's what it felt like when I was when I when, when I hit the 15 mile marker. I felt like I was just on a training run. I felt like I was just on my own. Uh, there was no one in sight. And I don't know for those of you that have done events and running events before. Um, when you are in a big crowd and everything like that, like it really does lift you. I find anyway, and that's why I, I'm using the phrase of like em- environment dictates performance because the environment that you're in really can dictate the performance um, that you can um, that you can output. Uh, when I for an example being when I did my half marathon um, which was again an event local to me that was a busier event it was um, you know closed roads and um, lots there was a good crowd as well lots of people at the side and uh, I found myself being able to like chase down people and say right I'm going to pick that person I'm going to try and um, catch them now and, and, and match their pace uh, and then when I started to struggle I would actually um, be able to then match people around the pace that they were they, they were um, running and um, I found it like really uplifting in an environment like that and also um me being a coach i like to encourage i thrive off people seeing doing well so when i saw people struggling towards the end of the half marathon when the going got tough for me when it got to like the 11 mile marker obviously i was going for a time as well i was going for sub two hours like i kind of took the uh, emphasis off me on how I was feeling and I was actually um, seeing people stop and start to walk and I would go up behind them and say come on let's go let's go let's do this and encourage other people and that really helped me but I just didn't have that during this marathon I'd say 70% of it I was running pretty much on my own which is really really difficult and that's where I feel like um, what I'm going to get to get into a minute in, in a minute where between like 15 and 20 uh, miles i completely lost my mind i completely um you know i I completely you know was all over the shop um and it was uh, largely down to i feel the environment that i was in i just wasn't inspired i wasn't um you know being uplifted in any way i was just very much relying on my own um kind of thoughts and feelings and that really when you are doing a distance of a marathon is a, a dangerous thing because you can talk yourself out of these things and you just get in your own head and you overcomplicate the process which essentially was what was happening so when you look at um this in walks of life it's like what i what what environment do you uh, surround yourself in right now not just from a training point of view i mean in every area of your life and of course you can't always control the people you're around and like that but you know the, the cliche kind of uh, saying is is you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with not just physically but then interacting with on your whatsapp on social media if you're spending your time around negative people that are pulling you down that are not inspiring you then is there any wonder that you're struggling to uh, progress in any way and i think this is just so important to remember um and i'm sure you've probably heard this quote before but it's just for me it was just so so uh, true because physically i was more than ready for that marathon but um mentally for the mental challenge of it like that was a different kettle of fish and um i feel like if the the environment was better um and what i expected i feel like i would have probably uh, been able to perform that a little bit better in them tough phases so that's number one environment dictates performance and that it can be uh, related into any area of your life um of where you're looking to um, make progress and increase performance lesson number two no plan is perfect and this again is so important with any area of your life with whatever plan we would you know we can come up with all these different things that we want to progress to and um you know come up with the best plan of what we feel like is the best plan but no plan ever goes to plan if that makes sense there's always going to be things that crop up there's always going to be things that get in the way that we weren't expecting this is exactly what happened on the lead up to the marathon i had a really good 
uh, run and I really had a really good run at my plan and um, I had some really good progress. I was going from strength to strength. Um, but I think it was, I think six weeks out, I was struck by a, a, a very minor injury. It wasn't anything that um, was too major. Um, but my coach, uh, Mr. Joe Parrish, uh, said for me to take a, a week off running. Um, and it was frustrating because it wasn't, I didn't feel like it was anything major. I felt like I needed to tell him, but it was, uh, it was nothing major. I didn't feel it at all while I was running. I just felt it while I was walking about afterwards. And uh, that was what was frustrating because I knew I could go out and do it. And to be honest, um, he doesn't know this, but uh, you know, the week before I I, um, I actually had had off running, um, I was I was feeling it a little bit there. It was niggling, um, but I kind of just carried on. I just carried on pushing through. And uh, the end of that week, I actually uh, completed my best ever long distance run. So it was a 16 mile miler planned, uh, and my pace was the best it's ever been. Like I um, was sub nine minute miles all the way around on a 16 miler. I felt incredible. And um, but that way, if I was able to sustain that, um, the marathon, uh, the marathon time would have been, you know, uh, very, very different. And I don't think I probably would have uh, been able to sustain that kind of pace. But it was, you know, I just felt so good on that 16 miler. But um, after that 16 miler, I could feel um, the injury wasn't getting any better, which is where then I obviously communicated it. Um, and it was then that following week I had to take off. And uh, we kept things ticking over with regards to my gym sessions and uh, did a little bit of cycling as well because the cycling wasn't really aggravating the injury uh, just to keep my legs ticking over but um, I think looking back um, I think it, you know that that week because it was um, off the back of such a high of like a 16 miler um, I think it did affect me maybe more than I thought it would coming into and uh, you know I think that's more of a mental thing than anything because physically like I'd say by that point I was I was um, nearly ready to go um, and then what happened was is I I had a week off running I then went away um, with the family uh, and I slowly started getting back into my running but I was only because I was away I was only doing short miles um, so I just wanted to kind of test the waters on the injury to see how I would get on and then the week I was back it was like a, a mega busy week like with everything going on it was on the lead up to our team success day so uh, it's an event that I did for all of the uh, unbreakable dads we had guys travel all over the country to uh, come to Coventry take part in a boot camp and uh, um, and, and a, uh, have a barbecue and just you know grow the culture and community that we have absolutely incredible day but that was the the week leading up to that there was a lot going on I was back in the game with um, you know after having a week off and uh, yeah there was a lot of high stress a lot of um, you know, you know a lot to deal with as, as, as with what comes with running a business uh, my energy was pulled from pillar to post uh, and that week basically was um, my last on the lead up to that was my last long run it was three weeks out from the marathon and uh, the, the the scheduled run was a 20 miler um, and I've, I said to myself that it's got to get done because there's no other time that this can get done now I can't put it off any longer because of course then you go into the tapering phase and I hit this 20 miler and 10 miles in felt absolutely fine and um, yeah, I thought, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go into the, these 20 miles and, and and tick this off, and then um, just carry on, and then go into the tapering phase. But I hit 15 miles on that 20 miler, and I, it was something I never felt before. Like um, it, just, I just didn't feel like I did um, on my previous long runs. Uh, I ended up having to stop for a period of time and walk for a bit, uh, which again was really disheartening for me. Not that there's anything wrong with that, uh, but it just kind of almost set the precedent in my mind then because the final kind of five miles were just a real slugfest, and um, my legs were like lead, and it was just a combination of everything. I think it was just that I was so burnt out from 
on that week. Uh, my energy was um, all over the shop because I was got, had so much going on. Then trying to do a 20 miler, which is you know not easy in the best of uh, best, even if on the best of weeks, and um, it it kind of knocked my confidence. Uh, it, you know, even though I had you know so much success on the plan previous to that. Um, I really uh, was beating myself up about you know how hard that was, but I I, I got it done. I got the miles done, and um, Joe, my coach, said, "Look, everyone needs a uh, a shit run. Everyone needs that kind of reality check." That's exactly what it was for me. It was a reality check of how big this challenge was going to be. Um, and we then went into the tapering phase. Obviously, no more long runs, and it was basically just ticking over to then. And I think then going into the marathon. Um, I remember speaking to Joe a couple of days before the marathon. And I said, "Look, I've, I'm, I'm, I've got like two things in my mind here. I've got a 16 miler, which I absolutely smashed and felt the best I've ever felt, and then I've got a 20 miler, which was uh, a big reality check and really, really difficult. Um, and um, you know, it's I'm going to know how I'm going to feel. And I think when I hit the 15 miler in uh, the marathon on race day uh, and i was on my own i was in my own head that that kind of brought back memories of how then i was feeling on the 20 miler uh, because physically i don't think it was a problem i think it was a it was definitely a mental problem um and you know this is what i'm saying when it comes to the plan is you can have the best plan um whether that is a run plan whether that is a training plan whether that is a plan um at work whatever it is no no plan will go perfect and it's the ability to go do you know what it is what it is we adapt we overcome and you can do all the planning you can do all the work beforehand it's uh, ultimately what we're doing on the day it's ultimately what we're doing when we're performing consistently across uh, body uh, mind family and career and it's like all of these different things it's um, we can get caught up in these um struggles and challenges that we face from time to time and then we let that affect us maybe more than we should and i can definitely look back now and i can go that injury and the week off uh, i probably probably did have an impact in some way shape or form probably not a huge impact but i think more mentally than physically because i i was uh, in a great place physically and i think that's definitely that 20 mile it affected me more than probably i, I should have uh, yeah it affected me more than i should have let it basically um going into the marathon but these are all lessons these are all things that um you know i'm gonna grow from and 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 these challenges are uh, are only gonna you know make me stronger in the long run and you know that's what i'm looking back and i can the the, the biggest and most important thing is i can confidently say that i gave absolutely everything i could in the, on that marathon like i could not have done any more i gave absolutely everything even though i had that struggle struggle period between 15 and 20 miles uh, where i was up and down which i'm going to explain more in a second uh, what was going on uh, but honestly I, I couldn't have gave me no more and that's all I, that's all i asked for it doesn't matter what time it was doesn't matter um you know what the performance was like i got the job done i completed the distance and i i, I you know done what i said i was going to do and for me, that's more important than, than anything, uh, regardless of how the journey was on the lead up to it. Or, you know, most of the time it was smooth, but there's always going to be bumps in the road. And again, lesson for this is there's always going to be them challenges. There's always going to be things that don't go right that um, you know we don't plan for. And that is just life. That happens, whether that's an injury, whether that's something that happens that you then have to stop um, you know, doing uh, the plan that you're following right now for a period of time. Something happens with family. There's so many different things that can crop up, especially as uh, as dads. Like there's these moving parts all the time. There's curveballs and things that are thrown at us all the time, and it's just reacting and going. Look, 
don't get too caught up on the plan. The plan is there as the guide and structure, but it's how we uh, um, are able to adapt and overcome the challenges that are thrown our way. So no plan is perfect is my lesson number two. Lesson number three, use your higher power. This, I would say, is the most, I've called it power, higher power for a reason. Most powerful lesson I took from my experience doing a marathon because like I said, physically, like I don't think I could have gave, I, I couldn't have gave much more on the, on my training uh, on the lead up to the marathon. Okay, and I was in the best shape of my life to go in and be able to complete a marathon, and I can confidently say that. Um, when I hit the fifteen miles, that's where things started to go wrong mentally for me because, like I said, it would it was a combination of like being on my own and just getting in my own head. I was overcomplicating the process. I was over. I was overthinking. I was feeling sorry for myself. And to be brutally honest with you, I was. I was lonely. I was feeling a very, very lonely and um, very vulnerable because I'm in a place that I don't know. I am, you know, let's face it, exhausted. Um, and I'm even more exhausted than I'm. I'm telling myself I'm even more exhausted because of the the kind of emotional state that I am uh, that I, I am in. And I got, I got, I was beating myself up about it as well because I'd, I'd been there and I'd, uh, I'd done this exact thing on the twenty miler, and that's what all their memories were coming back at me, and it's just like, right, this is now going to be a slugfest. Now this is going to have to stop and, uh, and walk, and then, uh, and that's all I was doing. It got, it got to a stage where I was doing sixty seconds of running, um, oh, sorry, uh, you know, a couple of minutes of running and sixty seconds of walking. Like that's what it come down to. That's how kind of bad things got. And I've gone and done in my training. I went and did 18, 19 miles without stopping, no problem at all, keeping a consistent pace. But on the day, it just hit me. 15 mile marker, it absolutely ruined me. And I was an emotional wreck. I um, ended up calling uh, Mouse, um, as I just mentioned there, at the 15 mile marker, which I don't think he was expecting a call that early. And I was saying to him, look, I was like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really struggling because I'm on my own. And we had a bit of a conversation. We were actually talking about the football that was going on for that day, just to try and take my mind off it. Um, and he was saying the same. He was like, look, like, you know, you, you can do this. It's no, no, you know, stop overthinking it. Stop over, um, you know, overanalyzing it. Um, and of course I had my wife who um, was at the, um, the start line and finish line. Um, but then my boys were coming down a little bit later on and um, by that point they were there and they were waiting so um, my wife ended up ringing me and um, she put the, the the boys on the phone and they were saying look you can do this daddy um, you know uh, we're, we're waiting for you like we we, uh, we love you and that um, that really got to me that really really got to me like I was like 15 16 miles in and I was like I've still got 10 miles to go here uh, I was crying I was like an emotional wreck and it was just so so difficult and I was then getting voice notes from them and it was so it was I was so up and down because sometimes I received these voice notes from my wife and um you know the boys and i'd go yeah i can do this i'm gonna smash it and i would like get a really good stint of running and i'd receive another one i'd just break down i'd have to stop and i'd be you know, an emotional wreck and i've said uh i've said before on the first podcast like i'm not someone that cries very easy like at all like um my, my wife has probably seen me cry like three times i'd say um but i was just a mess i really really was like um i was struggling i was really struggling mentally Physically, I still had it in me. That is what the thing was about it. Physically, I still had it in me. But here is where the kind of finding your higher power and using your higher power comes in. Because at 21 miles, I had a call from my coach, 
Mr. Joe Parrish. He saw that because I was doing some Instagram updates. Um, I think he saw that uh, as I got uh, as I got further along, I was starting to struggle. And it's fair play to him. He took time out of his Sunday to drop me a call and um, told me, I, I told him how I was feeling. I told him what was going on. I told him that I was struggling because I was on my own. And um, the first thing he said was, what can you control right now? And I said, I just need to keep moving. He's like, perfect. And he was like, and I said to him, I was like, look, like the boys are waiting um, at, at the, the finish line. I, you know, I just want to be able to, to to get there in the best shape possible. And the thing he said then was something that then completely switched my mindset. It was, Mark, this isn't about you anymore. This is about you getting to that finish line in the best position that you can because your boys don't want to see you struggling and walking. They want to see you as an unbreakable dad smashing through this challenge and running across that line like you know you've you've just absolutely smashed this challenge in as many words of that uh, that that's the, the, the that's what was said to me but the biggest thing was is like this isn't about me anymore and i think when he said that and when he kind of put it on the fact that this is not about kind of how i'm feeling now it's about me doing it for my boys and um you know the whole reason that I, I basically want to do this is to challenge myself and um you know show my boys what is possible when you push yourself outside your comfort zone and um you know raise the bar and he said to me he was like get back to the process stop overcomplicating. just get back to the process get into a little jog and just find a consistent pace find your breathing and get out of your own head and think about crossing that line with your boys because i'd also then been informed by the wife that um they'd be waiting you know a few uh, hundred yards away from the line so i could be able to run across the line from them and i thought you know what that is going to be an incredible feeling i need to get there i need to I, I'm, I'm not walking across that line i want to i want to be in a, a, you know good shape to be able to cross it and he said to me he said call me in two miles call me in two miles and let me know how you're getting on and to be honest with you, them two miles were the best two miles I ran in the second half of that marathon. The first half of the marathon, absolutely fine. The, them two miles between 21 and 23 were my best miles with regards to consistency. The pace wasn't the best, um, but it wasn't about that at that stage because any I didn't have a, time, a target time at that point anyway, but any time would have been out the window because I was up and down, I was walking, I was struggling. I just wanted to finish it. I, and there was no doubt in my mind that I was not going to finish that. I was 100% going to finish it. Whether I was crawling, whatever it took, I would have got there. Like Nothing would have stopped me from getting to that line. But what Joe wanted to do is switch my mind from kind of getting stuck in my own mind, get back to the process and just get back to um, finding my flow again. And like you say, them two miles, he rang me, he rang me after two miles he said, how are you feeling? And I said, I'm feeling a lot better than I was two miles ago. Um, and it was all about the using the power of my boys waiting for me and wanting to kind of show them that I have smashed this challenge, that I was using that as fuel. And um, that was just so, so powerful for me. And that's why, you know, whether, again, you're relating this to running or you're relating it to other parts uh, of your life with this lesson is when it's about you and when you are constantly just telling yourself about how you're feeling and how sorry you're feeling about yourself and why you're not doing certain things and you're coming up with excuses, you're coming up with things and telling yourself you can't do it and um, that, that lack of self-belief, like it's easy to kind of um, reassure yourself that, you know, it's okay, you know, you don't have to do this. But then when you 
go and put this out onto like an external uh, factor uh, and you find like a higher power which literally lights a fire inside you that you know a lot of the time for, for, for us dads it's going to be our kids um, you know we want to be seen to them as like a role model as a good example and that someone is um, you know is never going to back down from a challenge you're going to push through like whatever it is that you're facing whatever challenge it is you're facing like use that higher power that you have because it is so so powerful because let me tell you this when I got to um, just before the line and I seen my two boys, I could hear them before I could see them. That was what was amazing. I was hurting. I was exhausted. I never felt anything like it before. My mind was all over the place. I was, um, you know, just yeah, in a place which is so hard to explain if you haven't ran that sort of distance. I was so disorientated, but I could hear them. They were shouting. They were screaming. They come up beside me and I grabbed their hands and we had about 200 yards um, run to the line and uh, i'm getting uh, i can feel it like getting emotional even just talking about it now that has got to be and i said this um when i shared after like one of the proudest moments of my life to be able to cross the line with my two boys and everyone there cheering that has got to be like it's such an incredible feeling there's an incredible photo as well that which was caught uh by the the uh the race event uh photographer as well which i'm so glad it was because the, the the picture the what one picture says like a thousand words they've got smiles on the face i've just completed the distance of my first ever marathon and i'm there crossing the line with one what a feeling and everything that i'd been through in the last like like five or six miles and 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 beyond that like was worth it for that moment and that's where the higher power comes in so i feel that's a good way to be able to kind of wrap up this podcast and um the, the lessons here because um i feel that that last one especially can be can be you know implemented in so many different ways in all walks of life and it doesn't have to be as extreme as going to run a marathon like finding your higher power and using that for the decisions and actions and habits that you are doing on a day-to-day basis is going to light a fire inside you and going to have a massive massive impact in what you do and i think it's just really important to uh, to to utilize this so I hope this has been useful, helpful, or insightful in some way. Um, the uh, three lessons that I took from my first marathon experience. Uh, please let me know if you do. Let me know which one kind of struck a chord with you, uh, which one you feel like is probably going to help you. I'd love to hear it. Drop me a DM. Drop me a message. Um, I like the accountability of um, me putting these episodes out and then you getting back to me uh, continue to share it as always and uh, i really really appreciate the continued support but we uh, continue to move forward and um yeah show up as the uh, man as the dad as the leader that we want to become so thank you so much for listening and i will speak to you in the next episode